Hey everybody, welcome to another Driven Hunter podcast brought to you by Mission Crossbows. Today I'm with a rather unique individual, I gotta say. Um, this is Mr. Bo Jensen. He is the owner of Land Pros Real Estate. It's a company that obviously I believe in. You can see the sign back here. I became an agent a couple years back already. Time flies, doesn't it? It does. Welcome. Well, thank you for having me, Pat. You know, we got the whole Land Pros gang here at the Driven Headquarters. And I said, Bo, have you ever done a podcast? And he's like, nope. I said, perfect. You're up. So here we are. We're, uh, we're going to talk land today. We're going to talk specifically hunting wreck properties because that's what I specialize in. And Bo knows a lot about it, a lot more than I do. But, uh, you know, if you're thinking of buying property, think of and look towards Land Pros because all your agents specialize in lots of different areas of, of land for sure. But um, there's some outstanding hunting properties that we already have currently on the website that are open listings right now and just some super cool things. But give me a little background about Land Pros and what Land Pros is about, what you guys specialize in. Sure, absolutely. Uh, Land Pros, uh, start with me. I've been in the auction real estate business since 2002. And Lampros is a company, uh, started 2016, and we specialize in cropland, hunting properties throughout the Midwest. We're licensed in 10 states now. Uh, we do listings, auctions, online auctions. So just like yourself, being in the recreational side, we've got folks that are specialized in the ag side and uh, basically everywhere in between. Because as we know, there is ag, there's hunting land, and there's a lot of mixed properties. So right. I, you know, our company... Uh, has a broad range of talented individuals and like I said 10 states and and counting I'm impressed I mean that's one of the things that drew me into land pros you know because I was thinking of becoming a real estate agent but I really had a lot of questions you know I knew some other companies out there that are big companies but I I wanted to join and join a team of guys that were tight in that you know you could work as a team together I also wanted to join a company that was on the uphill trend of things mm -hmm. and was growing. I could come in as kind of in the ground floor and work my way up as well as the company growth sector. So that was that was cool for me. And I'm, I mean, I don't remember how many agents you had back when I first started, but the amount of people that have come on in the different states that you guys now have licenses is just growing out of control. And a lot of people are calling me now saying, hey, you know, uh, how do I join the Land Pros team? So let's answer that question before we get on to uh, the fun stuff. How? Do, what if a guy wants to become a real estate agent? What are you guys looking for? And, uh, you know, for qualifications and such, how do I become a Land Pros agent if I really want to do this the rest of my life? Yep, Pat, that's a great question. Uh, to start with, if you have interest, we have a careers page uh, on our website, landpros.com. Uh, forward slash careers. But as far as who we're looking for, uh, folks that know and love land to start with, uh, have knowledge of the hunting industry, ag industry, uh, you know, and have a background that supports that. Uh, land ownership is a plus. So if you're well-rounded and you have the passion and the motivation and the time to do it, uh, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, that's how I started. Yep. I mean, I was surrounded around hunting properties already. A lot of people you know, respect my knowledge base in that side of things and would ask me, hey, I'm thinking about buying this land or do you know of a piece that I could buy maybe in our area, maybe down in Iowa? But 
Um, I was continually giving references to other agents of other companies, but I wasn't, you know, I wasn't benefiting because I couldn't, right? Absolutely. Couldn't get commissions. So that's why I jumped into it. And after talking with you, I felt so comfortable. And you said, hey, you know, I know you're busy in your other job right now, but, you know, start at this level and just see where it goes. And it's just, you know, taking off. And there's lots of, I got a lot of contacts. And of course, I have a great marketing engine, which I like the, the whole Lampros marketing scheme is unbelievable because you have TV, you have great social presence. You, of course, like you mentioned, I mean, the digital side of things, just like we're doing today, right? This is just a form of advertising, but you're, you're fresh and innovative. And that's, that's a key component to other companies that might still be in the old ways of doing things, right? You know, where you know, might just do newspaper listings and stuff like that. But I mean, you guys cover everything MLS, you have a secondary company called Country Living, mm-hmm. um, which your agents specialize in just selling rural homes and, and land, you know, for those folks that want to live in the country for the rural side of things. And every land agent, I got a, that's a, this is a compliment towards the land pros. You know, if I don't understand something about ag land, I'll either call you, but I'll even call Brian or you have so many people that specialize in particular different pieces of property, whether it's ag based, whether it's um, rural homes, whether it's rec based, like, you know, Brian will call me about a hunting piece of property and we feed off each other. And that's what makes that team and that synergy so darn strong is you know it's a nucleus there and that's what's cool is i see that just getting stronger as new agents come on in different areas we just are so diversified absolutely you know the depth is there and you know that's key because like i mentioned a little bit uh, earlier you know every property is unique and different of course a lot of times it's mixed habitat so many times we'll team up uh, let's say it's a three or four hundred acre tract, and it's got some tillable. Uh, it's going to have some hunting value, and it may even have an acreage on it. You could have two or even three people work on it between the land pro side and the land pro's country living to work for those sellers. Of course, figure out the best method to sell it. Could be a listing, could be an auction, could be a combination of the two, and of course, maximize dollars for sellers, and also work with our buyers to really dive in deep to see what their needs are. And, of course, find the piece of property that fits them and their family the best. Right. And yep. then you also have, on the on the flip side of it, you also have a large base of potential clients and, and past clients that you can then reach out to and potentially sell that property before it even really gets out there in the marketplace and stuff. So, you know, like, for instance, Southern Iowa, mm-hmm. you know, um, you guys started here in Minnesota. Yes, we did. I yep. mean, it. Southeast you Minnesota. You guys owned the ag land sales, you know, and that's really what built Land Pros in the beginning. But I noticed you're one of the strongest real estate companies now selling hunting properties in Iowa. And you got some great agents there that obviously do a great job, but it seems like Iowa is a big focus. We get. I'm sure there's somebody listening right now that's thinking, yeah, I was thinking about buying a piece of property out in the Midwest. Now, you know, what state mm-hmm. would you recommend and where's the best value 
back on the dollar and stuff. How do you how do you determine all this? Walk us through just kind of a quick synopsis of like, you know, if you're say you're from out east and you want to buy out of state and you want to buy a piece of hunting property, what do you got to consider? Sure. Um, you and know, what's for, the best buy for your dollar? Right. Absolutely. First, we'll, you know, we'll talk with the buyer and, of course, determine what, uh, you know, their needs are, what their values are. Of course, money can be a factor in that. And then we look at uh, the breakdown of the states. Of course, each one of them has different license requirements. And, you know, granted, some have, you know, uh, like Iowa, of course, is known for high quality deer as other states are like Wisconsin, Illinois, and of course, even Missouri and Kansas and all of those states. But we'll take all of those things in, into consideration and then we'll really uh, narrow that search down. So let's say, uh, you know, they're looking for a property where they can get a license every year. Well, you got to consider states like Missouri. Uh, you know, you could look at, of course, Nebraska, Minnesota, Minnesota yeah. Wisconsin, you know, over-the-counter opportunities. That means everyone in the family can uh, get a license and enjoy the property. Uh, now, Iowa, of course, is known for its larger deer, but it's got a, a draw system and a point system, um, which you know well. You actually hunted with me last year down there and were successful. Congratulations, right? Yeah. And um, I like shooting your deer, by the way. Right, right. Well, it's... <laughs> it's a benefit of working here at Lampros. Right, right. <laughs> get to hunt on the farms, right? Uh, but, you, you know, and of course, like a state like Iowa, uh, it does. It has a draw system. And of course, uh, the trophy quality, if that's in fact what you're looking for, is definitely there. But it can take multiple years to draw, depending if you're archery, muzzleloader, or shotgun. So those are all things that we consider when working with a buyer. And once we determine that, then we'll narrow that focus down to maybe a specific county, specific region. Maybe they're flying in. Maybe they drive. You know, all those things, uh, including maybe their friends have properties in certain areas. You know, a lot of time, you know, you know, we'll get a call and someone will say, hey, you know, I know a few folks that own a farm in this area. I would love to be close to them. And it's not just listings that we have, Pat. Uh, you know, we can go on the hunt. We work with other companies, of course, uh, because we're working for our buyers in that sense. Sure. And, and if something's not for sale, then our agents work really, really hard to go out and find a piece of property uh, that could possibly be available. And then we'll show that to our buyers as well. Yeah, I've noticed over yep. the you know, last couple of years I've done it, some of those pocket listings can be the hottest commodity because they're not on the market. People, they want that that piece of property. And a lot of times them properties have been on the market a long time or, you know, generally overpriced or there's something, there's some issue with it that keeps them on that market that long. But those, some of those, them, them quicker listings or those pocket listings sometimes can be very, very beneficial. Right. So yes, I've learned that. Um, what's the next step? I know that you did determine like, okay, you know, I want to, let's say I want to tag every year or Maybe I want to wait for an Iowa tag every third or fourth year. What are the other things to consider? I know that a lot of people look at, you know, what kind of income that thing's producing, um, yeah, net return on on a piece of property. You know, there's CRP, there's or government programs. There's all kinds of ways that a lot of people, when they when they buy that property, they want to get some return back on it. What do they consider? Sure. Uh, you know, just like you pointed out, CRP, of course, crop income, you know, whether it's corn, soybeans or, or other rotationals. And, you know, you can have a hunting farm that, that does have a lot of that. And, of course, we sell a lot of just straight tillable or cropland farms. But when you're looking at a hunting farm specifically, having a good ROI is very possible. 
uh, you know, you can. You can have a good CRP payment uh, in the crop rotation, uh, you know, along with timber. And there's different types of farms, you know. We could have, you know, are you looking for a 40 or an 80 or maybe three or 400 acres? Of course, Mm -hmm. our clients we work with every day, uh, you know, some of them are looking for, like I said, a 40 or an 80 all the way up to 500 or 1,000 acres and or more so all of those things you can take into consideration of course with your budget uh maybe someone's doing a 1031 tax deferred exchange uh you know and then there's going to be a timeline involved there so we really have a lot of conversations and you know on the company uh we try to pair you up with the best agent or agents or brokers uh to work with in the states that you're interested in the areas you're interested in and then we'll start to really uh, get you some options and break down those properties. And of course, taking into consideration things like finances and timelines if you're doing an exchange like we talked about. Yep. Yeah. So I know you own a lot of property in Iowa. Of course, you had property in Minnesota. Yep. Started in Southeast Minnesota. Yep. And you, you know, you're a deer fanatic like I am. And if I had the chance, I wouldn't be living here in Minnesota right now, but my kids keep me growing a deer. They like the school system. So um, someday maybe Iowa. Um, but you really, not pulled stakes, but you really made some big investment in Iowa. You saw the opportunity. The land values were right back when you bought. And, you know, there's been appreciation there. But now you're moving into Missouri, and yes. just give me a little rundown about Iowa, your thoughts about Iowa land, because I know a lot of people are intrigued by Iowa because of just the f- focal point that it brings. But just land values in Iowa right now versus where they were at and, and then now and then expand on Missouri. Sure. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, we we did. I started hunting in southeast Minnesota, kind of in the Rushford, Minnesota area, if anyone knows where that's at, not far from here. Southeast. And um, 2010 uh, was the first year that, that we bought our first Iowa property. My father and I went down to South Central. We'd looked around for a while, and we, we finally found a farm that we you know were in love with and had to have. So we bought that first piece of property, and then since then, we've we've expanded. We've added on to that and, and bought other farms. And now we're into Missouri. So we have our first Missouri farm or two. And, you know, the combination of those, of course, Iowa as a resident, uh, you know, obviously that's beneficial because it's not a draw system. It's it's tags if you're a resident. And then Missouri, of course, is over the counter tags. So and you being, became a resident. Yes. You moved. Absolutely. You live in yep. Iowa. Yep. Yep. We did. Yeah. Like I said, I want to clarify that. Yes. <laughs> Iowa resident. Uh, but I Lucky. started in, well, it, I grew up only seven miles from the border. So, so for me, South Central Minnesota, I only had to move uh, 7.1 miles to be an Iowa resident. And uh, of course, you're at 7.2 now. Uh, yeah, pretty close, right? <laughs> uh, but, uh, but yeah, so became an Iowa resident uh, when we, of course, bought the property so, so I could hunt it every year, which makes sense. And I realize that's not uh, always the case for everyone that they can do that. But uh, my wife and I, in fact, did do that. And, of course, have hunted it ever since. And now we're into Missouri. And that offers a lot of great opportunities there. Those are over-the-counter tags. So it's, uh, you know, probably 30 miles from our Missouri farms to the center of our Iowa farms. And so it's, you can bounce. Absolutely. And, and it's just a great place to be. And, and, and that's that's an option for a lot of folks that, that if you are looking to hunt multiple states, uh, whether you're south-central Iowa or you were, you know, Minnesota, Wisconsin, just like just like Pat is, you know, here, I mean, what are we from the Wisconsin border? We're yeah, 10 minutes. 10 minutes. So To Buffalo you, County. Correct. So Buffalo County, Wisconsin. And actually, 
you're in the tri-state area, so you could have a northeast Iowa farm, a western Wisconsin farm, and a southeast Minnesota farm. Well, I need to sell a heck of a lot more land to be able to afford that. I keep telling my wife that. That's the goal. <laughs> but um, no, and and uh, like when you start, when you bought that land, how much that how much is that land appreciated, or how much has it went up since when you bought it? Like on average, just for you know, to uh, wreck hunting farm. Sure. Uh, you, you know, when, when we bought the first Iowa properties, it was circa about 2010. Since then, uh, land values have, I would say, doubled on average, yeah. given in the area, and then specific management areas, if you will, are probably even a little bit higher than that. So, you know, land's a fantastic investment. And, and you know, if you look at it, whether it's over a five-year span or 10 or 20 or 30 or 100-year century farms, um, you know, obviously we sell it, but I'm a big believer in it and uh, mm-hmm. proud to be a landowner myself. That's a great investment, right? They're not Absolutely making any is. more of it. No, I mean, it's the best. You can't make, you can't sometimes make that much on your return on in the you know, stock market or anywhere else, you know, and again, you have physically something in the end, right? Absolutely. You, uh, it's not just a piece of paper or a number on a stock ticker. It's something that you can go walk on and you can enjoy and especially whether you farm and, you know, you operate that farm yourself or, or you hunt fish, you know, just like with you and your family, uh, it, it's there every day and you can go, you know, walk on it and grab the dirt and, you know, do whatever you want to do on it. And that's, that's, Manage it. I like that. I mean, you know, I, I was, I was fortunate to know a little bit about your farm, the farm that you bought in the surrounding farms around mm-hmm. that, that country long ago and to see where it was then to what it is now and the management, the quality and what you guys do for deer is like insane. I mean, you know, the, the, the food and, and, uh, the timber and the bedding improvements and all these little things that you do for the deer specifically for the deer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not just for land values. It's just for yourself to be able to, recreate and and benefit along with friends and family and whoever else gets to fortunately come there so um and and you're not the only one that whole that whole county and other counties in that part of the state are just a big focal point now for rec buyers you know and now moving into missouri and stuff like that oh it absolutely is it's all over the midwest and of course we do it for personal enjoyment but it's like-minded uh individuals and neighbors and of course a lot of them become friends and, um, you know, if, if you take a, a farm or an area like that and you apply proper management, uh, you know, you can, you can get age structure and, you know, things like that, of course, nice deer. And, um, you know, there's a lot of great hunters out there. I mean, I'm by far not the best, but if you can, if you can take a piece of property and you can enhance it, uh, it will increase your odds of success. So, you know, I don't want to take anything away from, from that because I believe that the proper management allows us to harvest better deer. Well, they, I don't know if you've ever seen Bo and Dawn on TV, but they are TV people as well. And they're, they're not, they started on Driven. So I've known him that long, even though he still looks like a kid. Um, he's looked the same for the last 20 years. Um, man, we, you started, like, you helped us back in the infancy of Driven, back in uh, 07 or 08 or some. Right in the when, beginning. When you hunted in Minnesota, he yes. never even, he don't even hunt here anymore because he's got too good of hunting elsewhere, but. Um, and then now you've, you've both, uh, both of you guys have done and been on, uh, Drury's outdoors and, 
And I know that Don has killed many big deer on juries, so that's pretty cool. I look back, and I dream of someday owning a property in Iowa, but I have mine in Minnesota. Of course, right now I, I'm just trying to you know gather as much properties together, put, put a big chunk together. What is, let's just say a guy has a particular piece of property, right? Mm-hmm. And maybe one he just bought or maybe one he's had for years, and he wants to add on to that property, sure. right? And he wants to approach the, the, the guy that owns that land next to him. How does he go about doing it? And I mean, that was one of my big unheard of questions, and I didn't know the answer to it. I just finally, I think, offered the guy too much money, and he finally took it to sell me the property. But what, you know, what's your, what can you give guys advice to to think about uh, how to, you know, grow that piece of property? And you've done the same thing. Sure, absolutely. You know, uh, of course, when you buy that initial farm, whether you've had it for a while or or, or, or just a little bit, you know, there's there's a dream of, of course, adding on to it if it's possible, right? And there's mm-hmm. nothing closer than the property next door. Uh, of course, every individual seller is going to be different. And, you know, what I've found, even on my own personal dealings, I will work with, uh, you know, agents within my company or things like that, because it's, in my experience, always good to have a little bit of a buffer, because land is an emotional situation seller and buyer so sometimes yes you can go straight to the neighbor maybe offer them too much money and then they'll sell it uh but you got to be a little bit careful about how you go about that you got to respect that their wishes that they may not want to sell and sometimes the negotiation process truly uh is beneficial to both sides if you actually have an agent or a broker involved and of course i bought things both ways i went directly to the seller and i've had some representation and you know both have went went all right, but I think you need to be mindful about the type of property that you're buying. And they're going to know that you want that, right? So my advice would be come in with a fair and reasonable offer, maybe even a little bit stronger offer, because if you tend to go a little bit lower, I get everyone wants a deal, but you may offend that person. So if you really want to try to acquire that piece of property, uh, just go in confidently, make them a good and fair offer. Uh, no contingencies would be great not to dive into that, but, yeah. uh, the cleaner the deal that you can make it and more upfront, you know, the, you know, the better. And, um, you know, sometimes of course they're going to know you being the neighbor that, that you want it. They, they may want a little bit more money from you. Uh, <laughs> you know, that's, that's, that's just a fact of it. So, uh, you, you know, there's, there's not a, a silver bullet, if you will, for that, but, uh, you know, just pursue it and, 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 and honestly, you know, give him your best shot and, and just be upfront and honest with him. And a lot of times an agent is a great person to go help with the negotiations and the process and the paperwork and all of those things. And you're and not you, the bad guy. Right. And it, well, and then you can buffer it and you can have your conversations with the agent and then the buyer can be on their, or, or the seller, excuse me, can be on their side. And, uh, Honestly, I think it makes for a better overall experience, and it will probably help you obtain that property uh, more times than not. I really believe that. Right, and that's honestly why there's real estate agents in the first place. Sure. Honestly, if you think sure. about it. Absolutely. Because we were taught that back in real estate school. Mm-hmm. You are a facilitator, so to speak, as as an agent to help. It's easy to get through the deal and, and help negotiation and you don't negotiate for the person, but you help them through the process, whoever you're representing. If you're representing the buyer 
where you're representing the seller, you owe them fiduciary duties. <laughs> well, so, absolutely. In, in the paperwork and the closing process, uh, you know, whether you're buying seamless. a home or a farm or things like that, just having a professional that understands allows you to focus on whether you're buying or selling, and then they take care of everything in the middle. Makes the process easier. It does. And it really we, does. And we deal with lots of uh, individuals that have bought and sold a lot of property, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they're no newbie to land sales and stuff. They understand the process themselves. They could be a real estate agent, but um, you're the licensed one that's there to help them through the process, make it as seamless as possible and, and to get from point A to point Z and have a good experience. And that's, that's honestly what we're about. It's at land pros is just making that so you can then keep them or get them referrals for future clients, right? Sure. So. Yeah. So, I, I mean, if you're brand new and you're buying your first piece of property or you've bought or sold 20 of them, uh, you know, we're here to help and properties of all sizes. And, uh, across a pretty good area yeah we and we mentioned that too uh today when we we're talking you know and stuff that we we're doing earlier like mm-hmm. you know what the land pros why does this team you know is so strong and and yeah i think the diversity there like if you look at jen bush for example one of your top agents that handles the country living side of land pros um she came from the finance background yes she did she had yep. like a lot of years of experience in finance. So if I have a finance question, I ask her because I don't, I might not know it. Um, if I have, you know, like I said earlier, ag questions on, on land, Brian was a long, you know, a big farmer for many years. He understands, you know, soil ratings, just different things about ag land that um, tiling that I might not know. Absolutely. And, and I think that that's, you know, so important to answer those questions that your customer might have or that potential client might have. And then that client has the the assurance that and feels comfortable with those answers and, and you knowing what you're talking about. And that's that's so important to be in a good real estate agent is is knowing. And if you don't know, you got somebody to lean back on that does know the answer that can help you through that answer and make you understand it better. So that's always been a, a huge one with, with us. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the depth and diversity uh, within the team and, of course, their knowledge. And, and, and we do, like you know, Pat said, we work together a lot, which I think is advantageous for our sellers and our buyers. And, you know, you need to be knowledgeable, of course, in, in, in what you're selling, and that's land. So, and we are. We've got a great team of people that are from all walks of life and backgrounds, and they're all assembled uh, there to go to work for you. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a little quick scenario. You just off the cuff. Sure. I want to hear. Okay. What's and we're gonna just we're gonna make this simple. Okay. Simple, so we're gonna say. Yeah. I'm gonna see put you to do a test. So it's kind of on average. Okay. I'm not gonna hold you to it. All right. Because I know there's lots of variables, but we'll just go rec land. Okay. Yes. Okay. Hunting property because you and I are hunters. Yep. Okay, so what's what's rec land selling for in Minnesota right now, southeastern Minnesota? Uh, broad range, depending upon where you're at, but uh, it could be three thousand to thirty-five to four. And if you get closer to a bigger city like Rochester, Twin Cities, forty-five hundred, five thousand, give or take. Perfect. Yep. Yeah. I'd location, say, location, know, Pat. Location, location, yes. location. Yeah. So that's true. You might have more value than you know about. Like you, you touched on it briefly. Like there's a lot of things that change the values of properties. Entitlements. You know, can I build on the thing? Mm-hmm. Um, 
Is there electric there? Is there a well, septic? All these things change values. You know, is there already a driveway in there? You know, is there a number of entitlements? There's lots of different timber values. You know, you talked about that as well. The, the soil ratings to the particular piece, tiling, lots of things that change that. So um, how about Iowa? What's what's Iowa land sell for? On the recreational side? Yeah, on the recreational. Uh, you can see lots of probably threes to fours across south central, southwest, southeast. Uh, you get into northeast, it approaches 45 to 5, give or take, uh, as of you know recent. And if you do get into the management pockets, of course, it can be a little bit more. But there's if you look real hard, there's... There's still some great farms in some areas that maybe aren't as well known. You know, we talk about all the areas that are popular and you may see things on TV, uh, but there's a lot of great hunting spots in counties and areas uh, where the land is still, even in some spots in, in Southeast, probably upper twos. Great farms, great hunting mm-hmm. farms produce lots of great deer. So, you know, my advice would be to, of course, obviously get in touch with one of our agents and, um, you know, look around at a lot of those areas. And of course, they'd be happy to show you um, farms anywhere there. Uh, but there is a lot of opportunity still in greater Iowa. Right. Mm-hmm. There is the, those pockets, right? Oh, absolutely. So yes. um, is there is there some secrets out there? Like, let's just say you had some money laying around and you were looking to buy, not in Iowa. Sure. I mean, I'm not, I'm because there's a big focal point already in Iowa. Where would you spend your money and what would you look at? So not in Iowa for myself? Well, I'm going to take Iowa out of it. Or just in general for anyone else. Yeah. I mean, I'd buy a land next to you just because I'd camp on your... You just want to be my neighbor? (laughs) Yeah, I want to be your neighbor. Your bad neighbor. Uh, Sure. But I mean, you're, you're just looking for maybe an investment, but also to recreate on the property as well. I mean, is there any... Is there any secret like, do I go to Colorado? Do I go on Texas? I mean, where would you just all of a sudden think about going to buy? Me personally? Yeah. Oh, me personally. You'd be okay. back in Iowa, wouldn't well, you? <laughs> well, clearly, obviously, we, we've got some Missouri property now, but that's because of proximity. But northern Missouri has a lot to offer as well. Uh, you know, the next step might be Kansas because it's close. And then, you know, we could look at the flip side and maybe even, uh, you know, look at, you know, look at Illinois. But, I mean, it would be... If, if one had enough time and enough money, it'd be great to own a farm in a lot of those places. Texas, all the way, you know, even Minnesota. Look at the quality of deer that you've actually harvested up here. Um, Shh, we're not going to talk about that. You want to talk about that? <laughs> yeah. Are you going to drop a pin right now to your well, farm? Well, if they call this? me, yeah, we'll talk about it. Right, right. Point. I can give you the address. I got it on my phone. <laughs> but, uh, but, but you know, uh, you know, to answer that, there is a lot of hidden quality areas out there. And, of course... Um, places that are known, you know, are known for certain reasons. Maybe it might be management, a lot of big deer killed and stuff like that. But but there's still a ton of sleeper spots. And, you know, my advice is just do your homework, figure yeah. out what what is going to fit you and um, get a hold of one of us and uh, we'll discuss options and we'll look for the farm. Yeah, yep. that's great advice yep. because, I, I mean, they're going to help you understand land values and what's selling, what's not, and, you know. Absolutely. What, what you're going to spend and what your budget is, right? Yep, yep. And, and after we discuss that, you know, maybe what you had for a goal going in might be something else altogether when you go look because a lot of clients uh, come in with, with an idea of what they might want and, and they honestly end up buying something else. Yeah. Happens, happens all the time. And they upgrade. Uh, you told me that a long time ago. You go, Pat, you will list a farm 
especially on the rec side, and then probably sell that farm again down the road. Absolutely. It's not because, uh, you know, it's probably a fantastic farm, but people might want more acres or they move to a different county. Uh, You know, maybe they have a farm and they can add to it. So then they end up selling another piece so they can make that possible. But, But there is a lot of movement in uh you know the recreational side of things and uh it's you know it it makes for a good industry good opportunity because as a you know we'll talk about ag for a second a lot of those are century farms so when we sell them whether they're listed or at auction it's a once in a lifetime opportunity to buy something maybe even in that section like it will not come up again uh on the recreational side granted there's farms that people you know, will hold and have for a very long time, but there is more opportunity. So that's, that's a bright spot for someone looking for a hunting property is there is more opportunity out there. Yeah. And you told me that too, you know, you'll sell more egg and stuff, but if you list a piece of egg ground and you say you sell a large track, I mean, that's, that's a great commission and it's a little different marketing scheme, whether, you know, you we have a lot of different methods of selling, right? We you know, sell it online, but you can sell it on auction. Absolutely, which is, auction is a great way to selling. Yep. You've done. You guys have really separated yourselves. I think that that's why Lampros has been so successful. In you know your part of Minnesota, you sold a ton of that on auction, and I went to them and I saw. The, the guy's been, they know what they're buying, right? They know the quality. They Absolutely. Know you know, and, and it's, you know, it could be farmers or investors, but we've got uh, a well-rounded team, you know, like at the auctions you've attended, there's eight, 10, 12 of us, all hands on deck. It's not just one person working on it. And it reflects in the sales. And of course, like with a piece of tillable, a live auction or an online auction could be the way to go. Uh, sometimes we list them. And then with recreational, uh, a lot of listings on that side of it. It's just the way it tends to be. But uh, whether it's Minnesota all the way to Missouri and Kansas and Ohio and in between, um, you know, we can, you know, our team auctions, listings, uh, you know, we can serve our clients anywhere and anywhere that we need to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a perfect segue kind of to the end here. I appreciate you answering some of these questions because I think there's a lot of un- unknowns out there. Certainly, if you're thinking about becoming a real estate agent, obviously, Um You've answered some of those questions, so I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Now, like I, I joined Lamb Pros because I believed in the team, but I also wanted something to back up what I already do right now on the hunt. And I already have a lot of love for land and hunting land specifically. Um, so when I get to go out and show a piece of a piece of property um, to a potential buyer that might be a great hunting piece, I get excited about it because I'm like, hey, you know, we you know put a put up a permanent blind food plot yep. here, you know, benefit there and that kind of thing. And then they, they feel that, you know, and they're like, Oh, I never thought of that. That would be good. So, you know, then you kind of get to see that kind of come full circle. So, and it's just fun to do. So I appreciate that. If anybody is uh, interested, of course they can go to your website, right? Yep. And- yep. Lampros.com. So it's L A N D P R O Z.com. Uh, there's a career page there, or you could just email, you know, any one of our brokers or the office, uh, we'd be happy to talk to you. And uh, yeah, very much appreciate this. Yeah. It's good, good to have a conversation. Yeah. And, and now I get to hopefully get another tag in Iowa, come down and shoot another big buck this next year. Absolutely. <laughs> but right. I need to become a resident. I, I got to move that that 7.8 miles or whatever. <laughs> so no, I appreciate you taking the time. Uh, we're having fun this week uh, 
doing all the slam pro stuff. Absolutely. I'm learning along the way. So yeah. Anyways, thanks again for another exciting podcast brought to you by Mission Crossbows.